Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio! This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us! Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your gym, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga real point that cowboy got All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you didn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black me. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker! Fuck you! Fuck you! And fuck you! Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio! Well, uh, I'm here in the freezing cold getting free chicken sandwiches. Because the food tastes great. I mean, there's no, there's no, I mean... It's chicken. It's fried chicken. It's fried chicken. I like fried chicken. Oh, shit! Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J.K. Morris, still on this motherfucking planet. Um, yeah, man, uh, this is just going to be going over everything I've been going through. Um, I don't have a lot of this shit to talk, which, you know, I'll get back to because i got plenty of thoughts on plenty of things, as always. But, um... Just to give you, you know, a recap from, you know, the last time I was on this show and what's been going on and what I've figured out and found out since and all this shit. Um, so October 4th was my surgery. Um, you know, for those who are in the dark about this at all, I was diagnosed with colon cancer. Um, and, you know, just a little background on exactly how bad it was. Um, cause they never, I don't, I don't know. I didn't really dig into everybody was like, what stage, what stage they never got into that. They said they would, when they got into the actual surgery, that's when they would find out what stage, because you got to actually have the shit to know 
You know what I mean? You can't just sample, say, okay, it's cancer in the stage, whatever. I mean, there's different levels, you know, depending on your blood work, depending on this and that. That would lead things to, you know, stage numbers and shit, but they never really gave me any of that. But just a um, perspective on it, when I got my colonoscopy, they um, they said they found a five-centimeter mass, which is about, like, two inches, right? Um, and that shit was completely blocking. This whole fucking thing is probably going to be graphic, so just, you know, my apologies if, if that's not uh, what you're expecting to hear, but I'm just going to give you the straight up on this whole thing. Um, it's just easier if I don't filter it, and then you know the real deal on everything. Um, so it was, it was blocking me from shitting pretty much. And the only thing that was coming out was blood from that, that mass was bleeding regularly. So, um, nothing was really coming out unless it was liquid, you know, and it was mostly blood that was coming out. Um, the five centimeter mass, right? So I think it was about four days later when I went for my CAT scan on the, the stomach. And when I had the CAT scan, they documented a six centimeter mass which to me that means that shit grew a centimeter in like four days it already had completely obstructed me to the point where i couldn't really do anything uh that i was supposed to be able to do like normal stuff um so it, i they had me on like a liquid diet half the time because every time you had to do one of these preps you had to go on to a liquid diet and fast, and, and nothing by mouth, and this and this, so it was like days of that shit, when I finally went to the um, surgeon, and the surgeon was like, yeah, well, I'll give you my version of a low-residue diet, and I'm like, yeah, here we go, because I've been staring at fucking papers, and looking down sheets of, okay, well, I could have it if it's a uh, whole enriched white flour, but, like, I don't know. I'm looking at the bag, like, where does it say any of this shit here? Like, they fuck you up with it because, like, they could, you could have this, but not that. And it's, like, pretty much the same thing. So now you got to figure out how the difference is. So so he goes, I'm going to give you my, my idea of a low-residue diet, and you just stick to that until, uh, you know, you have to do your prep and all that. And he's like, well, I just know raw fruits and vegetables. And he just stopped talking, and I was like, that's it? Like, so I could eat? And he's like, yeah. So I was like, all right, fucking game on. Like, I went and got lobster tails uh, from uh, the bakery, which I didn't, I wasn't aware that people, like, outside of Jersey doesn't don't know what the fuck that is. So I'm just going to explain that real quick. Um, a lobster tail is like a, it's a pastry kind of shaped like a lobster tail. So that's where, like, the comparison is beginning and end. And then it's real flaky, and it's, like, layered, uh, it's like layered pastry that gets like crispy on the outside and it's filled. You get them filled with cannoli cream. If you get them filled with anything else, go fuck yourself. But, um, you, you fill it, you know, they fill out with cannoli cream get it at a fucking Italian bakery of any sort, especially out in this area. But, um, I go to a place I call Fuckachinos over in, um, up the road. It, it's called something similar. I don't know. I, I go with Fuckachino. Um, but uh, a couple of those. We got pizza. I ate fucking bunch of slices. Fucking, you know, I, I went all in for two days because the doctor gave me a green light to do that. Um, following those two days, I had to start my fucking prep, which, again, I'm going to explain all this shit as if no one knows this stuff because I didn't know this shit until this. 
Um, when they, you have to do the bowel prep, they have you take like um, laxative pills, like two of them, and then they have you drink. Like they have this this Miralax stuff, and they come in all sorts of different um, sizes, but the one size is like 8.3 ounces or something like that. It'll still tell you on the jar like. Oh, you know, take two tablespoons or whatever the fuck. They want you to drink that whole fucking thing. They want you to dump that whole fucking thing in in yellow Gatorade and drink that whole fucking thing. Well, with my situation, and normally you have to do two, one in, like one at the night, one in the morning, that type of thing. With my situation, I had to do three because the first one didn't do a fucking thing. Like it just fucked things up in there, but nothing could get out still. So that two days of fucking eating like a savage, which was my uh, Friday and Saturday, because I had the appointment on Thursday. So then Friday and Saturday, or I think my appointment was on Friday. So that night and then Saturday, I was able to eat like a savage. Um, then nothing, you know, and nothing was coming out. So that shit was just going to be like a problem in the future. And, you know, um, but not only did I have that situation there, but. I had to start prep on Sunday and, and Sunday and Monday, and by Monday, uh, actually by mid-Sunday, I was on a liquid diet completely, so I couldn't eat a fucking thing. So the whole day, like, I mean, football wasn't even barely a thing during the day because my plans for Sunday and Monday, it was like monsoon conditions outside. And I had to fucking wrap my chicken pen, which, you know, I had to get, like, the... um the drop cloth, it's usually about like $100 a roll, um, but, it, you know, I have like enough to do everything I I need plus plus extra. I actually might not need to buy it next year. But um, so I have to wrap that whole 16 by 20 foot pen to keep the, the cold weather out because once I got this surgery done, I can't do none of that shit. For two months, I can't do shit. So, um I had to, in monsoon conditions, mind you, this shit was like the wind was fucking whipping. It was fucking pouring for two fucking days, and I had no options. I couldn't be like, oh, let me wait for a nicer day. Nah, bro, you're going in on Tuesday, and you got to get this shit done. Not only did I have to get that done, I had to get the tarp over the top, and I had to get um, all of my bulbs, all my caladiums, all my dahlias, all that shit out of the ground into fucking Tupperwares with fucking peat moss. And stacked up in the shed so I could keep them shits alive for next year. Because, again, like, once this shit comes down, I can't be fucking digging bulbs out of the ground and uh, and lifting shit around and all this. So, for the two days prior that I was also drinking laxatives all day fucking long, I was out in the fucking rain and wind and doing all this shit. Luckily, on Sunday, my brother helped me, which, I mean, I... I don't really much talk to my brother at all. Uh, he, he showed up definitely to help me a bunch with this this thing here without getting the, the tarp on the roof and then wrapping the outside of the, the pen. We got that shit done pretty quick, you know, considering what it usually takes me because usually it's just me and then I'll, I'll get the girls to help me or, you know, Nina to help me. But that's always frustrating and shit and um, takes a long time. But, uh, you know, with me and him, we were able to get it done really, really well. Um, took a couple hours still, but 
and again, the fucking the temperature and the, the not temperature, but um, the climate out there. You know, the the fucking the rain and the wind while you're trying to hang plastic. It's it's a motherfucker. So I did that on Sunday. Uh, I think we got the roof thing on there on Saturday. So we got the the roof tarp on on Saturday. Sunday we got at that wrapped a pen. And then Monday, Nina helped me with um, getting the bulbs out of the ground. I got probably the first half of it done, and then she got home and helped me finish the rest of that um, because that's – I got, like, fucking 70 bulbs out there easily. I mean, between elephant ears, palladiums, which I got, like, fucking six different colors of palladiums, and um, the dahlias again I got like six different colors of dahlias um I mean they're fucking everywhere and you know you, you got to put them away for the winter otherwise they're going to die if you get a you know a lot of cold so um so that was like just leading up to that shit I didn't have time to chill I didn't have time to like enjoy myself to to fucking anything um, it's really weird, you know, when, when this shit comes down like that and it's just like, now nah, this is, this is the fucking hand you're dealt and you got to go fucking hit this shit or, or let it fail. Cause you know exactly what's in front of you. So it's like, if you don't do the things that you know, you got to fucking do, you know, the fucking result. So make your fucking decision. You're either going to power through this shit, get all this shit done because the next two months are going to get a lot colder. My chickens would be out there dying and shit. If the pen wasn't wrapped right. You know, I can't have the temperature start dropping, and I can't do anything to help them. And then same thing, you know, I invested fucking hundreds of dollars in, in my gardens out there, so I'm not just going to let that shit perish because, oh, I got this thing. I know I got this thing coming. I got to get it out now. So we got all that shit done. Um, Tuesday came fucking fast with all the shit I was doing out there and everything. And um, that shit, like, that is the scariest fucking thing I have ever gone through going into that situation. And then even the aftermath of it, like the in the hospital shit was just fucking horrendous. So like, again, you know, I had to go in there. There were, the plan was to cut out a foot of my colon. Um, you know, like I told you, it was a six centimeter mass at the time, maybe bigger. Cause it was another couple of days after the, uh, the uh cat scan but um the the better surgery is to cut out a foot of the colon because then like you're knocking out that whole fucking area so like you can't say oh well the little bit of spread started over here no no we took the whole fucking this whole section out for whatever reason it's a better surgery they explain the whole thing so they take out that whole section in the middle there and then connect the tubes back together and they do it with a robot, so they cut a bunch of little incisions. I think I got three little incisions. And they're little, like, maybe one-inch incisions. And those ones, um, the robot works through. And the guy sits there con controlling the robot. There's a whole team of motherfuckers in the room. And um, then they cut, when the robot's done, when they're done cutting out and reattaching and all of that shit with the fucking robot through these little holes, they got to cut a little bit of a bigger hole to remove that giant piece of fucking colon that they're taking out of me. So that's what they did. Um, 
unsuccessfully. Um, while they were in there, the plan was to look through the lymph nodes, which I still don't fully understand what the fuck any of this shit means. But uh, the lymph nodes, I guess, are, you know, trackers, kind of signs for whether there's cancer in your system or not. So when they look through them and shit, but they, you know, they talk like it's fucking playing cards. Like they open up and they're like, oh, one of those, one of yeah, you know, no, 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 looks all right, all right. You know, like, I, I don't really know, like, how, to, how that even works. But anyway, they look through them. There was no, from what they said, there's no obvious sign of spread based on the lymph nodes. But they were waiting on microscopic results. Um, that shit's got to come back, like, uh, I guess a couple of days. They probably, I'm, I'm pretty sure they know the results by now. I haven't heard anything, but for two reasons is, is why, like, that's, that's how it's going to be. Because I have an appointment on Wednesday, which, you know, I knew since I left the hospital, the 19th was going to be my appointment. He's just going to recheck things, go over things, talk about, you know, any kind of future, like what else we need, if we need anything, whatever we got to do. The next steps. Um, I don't I don't need to dwell on, like, the, oh, they found some other shit or there's some signs of something. I don't need to sit around with that shit until the fucking 19th, you know what I mean? So that's number one. Number two, you know, no news is good news. So I think if there was something pressing, just like when they found the first thing, they would have called me at the fucking house and said, hey. You know, but I, I'm not going to call their office and be like, hey, uh, did you find anything? Because I, I honestly don't want to fucking know at this this moment. We're going to cross every fucking bridge we need to cross. I'm not avoiding treatment of any, any sort. Um, so far, I got good news. And, you know, this this is just where I'm at. I got two months of fucking recovery when, honestly, I'd be dead in two months. You know, two months from now, if that shit was still inside me, growing at the rapid pace it was, bleeding not allowing me to fucking evacuate and shit like that, that shit would have killed me in the next two months. And now for these next two months, I get to recover. So I am fucking, I, I, I'm living on a fucking cloud right now. You know what I mean? Like I, I love life so fucking much and like just the ability to fucking just, I can't do shit. I can't lift anything. I can't get the work done. I want to get done around here. I can't take care of the chickens, the cat, anything myself. My family's got to pitch in to help me with that. I'm pretty much living like a like a high toddler right now, sitting around burning, fucking playing video games, watching TV, and just fucking eating and shit. I don't have plans. I don't have fucking anything to do. You know, um, I mean, I worked up until the fucking day of my surgery, so I guess maybe this is a little bit of a, a little break or reward that maybe I earned, but... I'm just so happy to have this chance. I, I'm so happy to be able to fucking go forward and do everything that I, I planned on fucking doing and didn't know that it was that close to coming to a fucking complete stoppage. You know what I mean? Like, that shit, shit gets real, real fast. You know, you, you see this type of shit and you're like, yo, I don't, I, like I said on the last show, people walk around, oh, oh, it's fucking Monday, fuck Monday. Like, dude, do you understand that, like, one of these fucking Sundays, you ain't gonna see Monday. There's gonna be a last Monday. And the, the best thing you could get at that point was another fucking Monday that you don't get to have. Like, that shit is, this shit is so fucking heavy, man. I, I had so many things pass through my mind just going into the fucking hospital. Like, is this the last time I'm going to see the fucking air on the outside of this motherfucker? You know, people have gone in for surgeries, especially cancer involved, where shit takes a hard turn and you just don't see outside again. 
that shit is a hard reality to fucking look at. You know it. You know, you walk around, you know that life is fragile, and you've lost people earlier in your life and lives and shit. Everybody has. But to be you, to be you walking around and pretty much feeling normal, other than something that you know is going on inside you and everything, you know, that that causes problems. But like I said, I did this fucking bone frog in June with fucking colon cancer. Like, I had no idea that was the stomach issue I was dealing with was fucking colon cancer. So, again, a lot of me was fucking me. But going in there knowing, like, yeah, no, this, this might be a wrap, though. This is This could be it, though. You just don't know. That's fucking, that's, that's scary. You know, it really is. So, um, going into the hospital, um, you know, I went into surgery. That shit just is, it's wild scary, you know. And it's like, they just start hooking you up to shit, talking to you. They, they do this thing where they send 18 fucking people in the room and they all got the same questions. And, and from the start, I've always been like, yo, why the fuck don't any of you know each other? Can you get together in the hall and be like, yo, that guy over there, but did he live at fucking uh, 111 Claremont? Yeah, he does. Great. Put it on your fucking sheet. You know what I mean? Let's just have a little group meeting real quick. He just told me all this information. Do you need that? Holy shit, that's the same information I need. Just go fucking, you know, like I'm going in for fucking colon cancer surgery. I checked in in this fucking hospital. You know my name. You know my insurance. I've been here fucking for tests leading to this. I've been on the phone, motherfuckers are emailing me, confirmations, all this other shit. I come in the fucking room, I've been here for fucking 45 minutes and new people are still walking in and talking about, what are you here for today? What the fuck are you, get the fuck out of here, because you clearly ain't going to fix it. You just find it out, you know what I mean? I don't need people first day on the job, ever, and I, going forward too, like, that's how I feel and I know somebody's got to have a first day always, and somebody's got to be like the, the fucking person that gets that trainee. I just selfishly never fucking want to be the person that the trainee is, is doing their shit with. I'm always like, not this motherfucker. You know, like the one chick, she came in taking my blood, and it was just like fucking three in the morning or some stupid shit like this. And she's fucking, she's like, oh, just a little pinch. And I could tell by the way she's like setting all her shit down on my legs like it, like they, like it's a fucking table. Like it doesn't exist. Like she's got no like manners. And uh, sticks the shit and misses. And fuck, oh, I gotta, I gotta do it again. Yeah, I figured. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, this bitch is just learning. You know, when someone else comes in the room and starts showing them some shit, it's like, I wanted the person that fucking showed them the shit. I don't want to. Maybe I should go back to training dummies or some shit sometimes. Uh, I don't. So, went in there for that. Uh, you know, they put these shits on your legs and squeeze your legs. They put this, like, air blanket on you that they're pumping air and warm air into. So, you feel all cozy and shit. Before you know it, they're wheeling you in here. You have any questions? Nah, 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 nah. And then they knock you out and you're fucking done. Um, you wake the fuck up and it's like another world. And, you know, now you can't really fucking bend. You can't do anything. You're just in the fucking hospital bed. And, um, you know, they talk to you a little bit. They tell you about, oh, this went this way and that. 
and then they, they move you to the hospital room, and now it's just, that's like another fucking living. It, it's, it's, it feels very, very prison-like. It's very institutional, you know? It's not only, like, are you pretty much limited on going anywhere because of your body, you know? Like, so it's not incarceration where, like, oh, you, you can't go anywhere. But technically, you can't fucking go anywhere. Because what's going on with you, you, you can't fucking go anywhere. And, um... So you're just, like, fucking stuck there. Um, you got... Had a, I never had this fucking catheter situation before, and that shit... Uh, they had that in me for, like, a fucking day. You wake up, and that shit's just there. And you got this tube in your dick. And, um... Just to jump ahead, when they pull that shit out, this is, like... The people who like that shit, there's people who like shit put in their dick hole. Those people should be euthanized. Like, straight the fucking... Yo, the feeling when that shit comes the fuck out of there is like, yo, like, it is, it is not a fucking game. It feels so insanely awkward. It's like it's got some pain in there, too, but it's like this weird fuck that feeling. Like, you feel like the worst shit on the planet is happening to you. So the people who enjoy that shit, I really just don't think we should have them anymore. Just, just my personal thoughts on the situation because, whoa. That can't be your your favorite shit. That can't. That's not all right. Um, so you wake up the catheters in you. You got um, tubes in your arms for uh, fluids and medications and shit like this. Um, I quickly realized my uh, hospital roommate, I guess you call it. We got a curtain in between us, so we can't really see each other or anything. Um, but is Junior. Junior's like a 80. He's got to be in his 80s. And... Uh, you know, you just tell he's been through it and shit, and he, he ain't having it. And they come in the room, he kind of just growls at him and shit. Junior! And he's, you know, like, he he isn't having it with a lot of these motherfuckers. Um, found out Junior's um, probably has some lung cancer or something like that. Seemed like a good dude. Um, hopefully things turn around for him, but... um. He's had, like, a history of, like, cancers and his, like, they, you know, they read off your rap sheet while you're standing, sitting in the room, so clearly I could hear it and everything, and he had a, he had a long, long history of this type of shit, but, uh, he was having a real fucking hard time, and, uh, so they, they would come in and check on him, and they would check on me, so when I first get out of surgery, I'm like, okay, they tell me everything's good, no, no obvious signs of cancer, still gonna wait on test results, blah, 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 okay. Uh, you know, no no obvious signs of spread of, of, of the cancer. Um, and then they're like, you know, do you want water or anything? And, and like, my, like, instinct is just to turn down everything. Like, I, I am not, like, this is why, like, I begging shit never registered with me. Like, it's not, it's not my way of life at all. So, like, when people are like, yo, let me have this. You know, let me get that. Like, yo, let me have one of those. Like, it's just, I don't understand that that mentality, that shit makes, it makes me look at those people like, like bottom feeders, like they're, they're surviving off of other people's shit, you know, so I just, I don't know, like, I have it so ingrained in me that, like, when people offer me things, a lot of times I'm just like, no, 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 I'm good, until I, like, really need that thing, so when they first offered me water, I was just, like, just trying to, like, get my bearings and come out of surgery and maybe, like, nap, whatever the fuck, and, um, I was like, nah, I'm right. So then I like I I napped for a while and then um they were just waking me up. So 
which I also didn't know. Because, you know, you think, hey, I'll just be in a hospital. I'll just sleep it off, and I'll be out before you know it. Nope. They wake you up every fucking hour, that, especially that first day, for vitals, which they check your blood pressure and your the, the heart rate on your finger and uh, all of that. Um, and they got to scan your wristband every time they do that and ask you who you are and all that shit. And then um, blood work, they do that every so many hours. And then meds, they do that every so many hours. There's a bunch of different medications. One is a shot in the fucking stomach. So they got to come and they got to fucking shoot a needle in my stomach. That shit hurts. Um, Some of the shit goes in your IV. um, So it's just, you know, it obviously doesn't hurt. But it's just another, like, reason why they got to come in your room and wake you to fuck up again. And every time it's like fucking lights come on, motherfuckers just in front of you. And you're like, yo. And it's like, if, if it wasn't for me, it was for Junior. So it was at least a once-an-hour deal. So this was like the second or third time they woke me up. And finally, I'm like, fuck that shit. I don't even, feel, like, can I can I get some water? I asked, you know, while I'm, while I'm up. Because the first time I'd fall back asleep, the first time they'd, they'd come in, wake me up, whatever the fuck they had to do, I'd go back to sleep. I get back to sleep. That next fucking hour, they woke me up. I can't get to, now I'm just like, okay, I guess what the fuck else is going on? Because my brain is now not even tired. Got this weird, fuck it, I'll, I'll look through my phone and shit. So when I hit that, I was like, yo, um, can I, you know, uh, can I have some water or whatever? And uh, the guy's like, all right, let me check or whatever, because everybody has like their restrictions and this and this. And it says like right on my board, full liquid, full liquid diet. And I had heard, too, like, since then that um, Junior was going for a biopsy the next day, right? But I didn't even connect that at first because I'm not worried about, like, what's going on with his situation. I'm hearing it, but it's it, that's his life, you know what I mean? I got, like, I'm in the fucking hospital, too. Like, I'm not just, like, people watching. I'm, I'm in the motherfucker, like, you know, post-surgery and shit. So, um, I come in, and uh, he's like, oh, no, you can't have water because you have a biopsy tomorrow. And I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what biopsy? Because, like, in that one sentence, he just told me they found something else concerning, and they're going to test it to see if it's cancer or not. That's what a biopsy is. They had told me out of surgery that they found no obvious signs, so what the fuck in this past fucking eight hours or six hours have you found to tell me what you just fucking told me? And he's like, yeah, no, I, I was like, well, why would they offer me water before that I turned down? And they're like, well, he's like, well, you'd be, you know, right now you're in the 12 hour period of the biopsy, which before you weren't. And I'm like, yeah, like, no, yo. So now I'm like fucking bugging out, not just because I wanted some water, but like, what the fuck did they find? What the fuck is going on? He gets the fuck, he leaves the room, comes back in like five minutes with a pitcher of water and a stupid look on his face. And he's like, when we see the nurse, we can yell at her together because it was, it was your neighbor that's getting a biopsy, not you. And, and yeah, you can have some water. And I'm like, and I just fucking stared at him. He put his hand out to shake my hand and I just looked at him. I shit, like, I didn't even shake his hand. Are you out of your fucking mind, bro? Like. Do that double-check shit before you come in and tell me that I have a biopsy tomorrow. 
cocksucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> that shit is. So I was like, okay, cool. That was that was a nice false alarm because that's I needed to be like pranked more or less before. You know, I hit 24 hours out of surgery. So, so then it was just just getting used to that routine, and it was just. And there's, to me, there's no getting used to that routine, that there's getting better enough to be like, get me the fuck out of here now. And, uh, you know, from the start, they offered me morphine, like, coming out of surgery. And I just wanted to see what the Tylenol did, because they said, we got, like, we have a Tylenol that we put in the IV, but if you need the morphine, let us know, like, you're going to be in pain. If you need it, take it, you know, they're encouraging and I just wanted to see what the Tylenol did because the pain I was dealing with wasn't, like, insane. The discomfort I was dealing with was insane because I couldn't move my body the way that I wanted to, and the environment I was in was insanely uncomfortable. Like, I'm very – I need – I'm a very home dude. You know, I'm a – whatever they call that, introvert, I guess. Um, um, I, I like to be at home um, – I don't like to even be out in public that, that much. Like if I'm going somewhere that I want to go, yeah, by all means, I'll go somewhere. I'll get, get what I need, but I try to be in and out of stores. I'm just, I don't want to be around a bunch of fucking people. I don't know. And you're kind of at the mercy of that shit in the hospital. So it's like the worst place you could put a person like me. Cause it's, I have no control over any part of that situation. You know, I just like control my own environment. I pay for all my own shit. I don't know anybody, anything. I'm just fucking just doing me. You know, don't burden anybody, nobody burden you, you're good, you know, but uh, this is the opposite of that shit. Um, and Junior, which I didn't realize that that was kind of how it was going to go down, Junior was shitting himself over there, but he didn't, have, he, I mean, he. I don't know why he chose this method of communication, but he, uh, when they'd come in, he had a real raspy voice, so he'd be like, I slip one, and they'd be like, all right, Junior, and like some of them know what the fuck he's talking about, and he just said, I slipped one. Uh, every once in a while, he said I let one slip, but when he said I slipped one, that meant like I shit, like, and I don't. Most people didn't understand it, and he had such a raspy voice that, you know, he just wasn't. A lot of people didn't understand his words at all. So like, you needed to like really be clear about that shit because at least once they missed that shit where like she didn't understand them and they're like okay yeah we'll see you in a little bit and fucking just left and didn't come back for an hour and like yeah I don't think and then uh hours later he was starting to get fresh with these motherfuckers because he was like they come and it was the same shit same shit that I was complaining about from the fucking start because they'd come in and be like so junior uh you had a biopsy yesterday right yeah he's like well we're still waiting on results why don't you come back here and tell me when you got the results instead of standing here telling me you're waiting for results like i'm waiting for results he's getting fucking live with him and i'm like fuck yeah junior tell these motherfuckers because they just come in the room to tell you like i don't know shit and you don't know shit right well i'll come back and tell you what i know shit it's like what is this for this what we're doing right now. What the fuck is this for? Other than the fact you just woke me up to do this shit. Like, it's fucking crazy. Like, I know they got to keep you alive and all this and some of this shit. You know, the vitals and all that shit. I mean, there's a time where that would save your life. You know, if you took some kind of bad turn and they caught that shit in the vitals, 
they could fucking rush and save your life. So I, you know, fucking like, hey, everybody should have left me alone. But I, I just fucking, it doesn't allow sleep is, is my main point there. Um, but yeah, fucking poor Junior, man. They, they was fucking with him and, uh, you know, he had it worse than me and I don't know, but, you know, just learning everything, learning to walk again. Because then it was like, well, we want to get you up and we want to get you walking because the doctor's going to want to see that you're walking in order to get you out of here and whatever. I'm like, yeah, like, okay. Like, uh, as soon as you give me the go-ahead, like, let's try this. I'm going to try this shit. If you put your fucking hand out right there, I would have been like, all right, let's go. You know, that shit is awkward. This shit is painful. It's all the things. But, um... Oh, I, I think I, I fucking sidetracked for a minute, but the the morphine thing. Um, yeah, so I, I turned it down because I wanted to see what the Tylenol did, and the pain that I was in was it was mostly situational and, and comfort-wise. It wasn't really, like, excruciating pain. Um, so I just took the Tylenol and the the, um, the IV, and it, cut, it completely cut the edge off. So every time they come in, they'd be like, do you want the morphine? I'm like, no. Are you sure? Yeah. And then when the doctor came in, the, the surgeon, to check on me and everything, which I think was like the next day, he was like, you know, whatever, like, you've taken the morphine or whatever. I was like, no, I've only needed the Tylenol. And he just, like, looked at me and, like, turned his head like, come on, motherfucker. And he goes, you know, like, biting your tongue in this hospital isn't going to get you anywhere. Like, no one's going to know in two weeks that, you know, you you didn't take the morphine and, and just dealt with the pain. I was like, but I'm telling you, like, it's not it's not the pain that you think it is. Because I'm not, like, the thing is, I'm really not trying to be a tough guy and be like, oh, fucking love pain. Like, I'm not, I don't love pain. I'm not one of these fucking deathmatch fetish wrestlers. I'm, um, or a wrestler in general. But, um... No, I, I just I didn't didn't need it, and I didn't want to get myself on some kind of fucking enjoying this or liking that or, I you know if I needed I would have took it for the sake of needing it, but if I didn't need it that's where you get yourself in trouble. You have to distinguish the difference between they're saying you can have it and you need it. Them saying you can have it doesn't mean well I should take it every fucking time because eventually they're gonna say now you can't have it and you're gonna go but I fucking really need it or like it or want it. Not, none of that shit matters. So you still have to control your own fucking shit from start to finish or you wind up in fucking problems. That's just how I see it, you know? And if I didn't need it, I didn't need it. So I didn't um, throughout. Back to the walking. So that's like, first step was they pulled me back up. So they helped me out of the, the bed, raised the bed up, uh, helped me out of the bed. And they're like, we want to sit, you want you to sit in this chair first. I'm like, how long do you want me to sit in this chair? And they're like, like two hours. And, yo, this chair was fucking horrendous. This chair felt like fucking just torture. Yeah, I sat there, and for whatever fucking reason, like my like upper back muscles and neck muscles got tight as a motherfucker to the point of, like, I had a headache. The shits were just, like, locking up I, I don't know what the fuck man it, like such a bad angle and probably like not having core strength was transferring some kind of uh, stability muscles I, I don't know what the fuck was going on but that shit was like two hours of torture so it was like an hour and a half in and I'm like yo like 
this shit is really hurting. And they're like, you want the morphine? I'm like, no, do you understand? Like, my fucking upper back and neck is hurting. It has nothing to do with this surgery. I'm not going to start taking morphine for the fucking upper back. Like, no, it's because of this position. I need to get out of this chair. I was like an hour and a half in. She's like, oh, okay, well, an hour and a half's not bad. Like, that's that's a good start. I said, oh, okay. She leaves the room. She comes back a fucking half hour later. Like, no, 45 minutes later. Because then it was quarter after. We were supposed to go to 2 o'clock. It was quarter after when she fucking came back. And um, I'm like, like, what the fuck? Like, you just said an hour and a half's fine, and then you just made it another 45 minutes. That's a 15 minutes more than we were planning on going. So they finally get me the fuck out of there. I'm in the thing, back in the bed, fucking relaxing. Now they got me heat packs and shit so I could get my fucking, my my neck and, and back muscles to fucking settle down. That's all I, you know, I, that fixed that. It was just, it hurt for a while. So then they get me up and walking. Um, now you're walking around, just like kind of shuffling around the hall with a fucking, uh, with the, the IV pole and shit. And man, you know, again, it's, it's like you're, you're shuffling around the halls and you see all these, these old people shuffling around the halls and shit like that. And it's like, you look like in, in one aspect, oh, I don't belong here. Like, look at, look at me and look at them, but you hope to get to that fucking age to be still fighting. That shit is not, that shit is not a guaranteed thing. You're walking around there like, I'm fucking learning to walk. They just cut a piece of my insides out. And they're like, yeah, same motherfucking rookie. Yeah, I mean, like, that. that's that's something to be achieved to still be fighting at that time, you know. And I, so I hope for the opportunity to be able to be fucking old. I want to be old. I mean, a lot of people, well, oh, I don't want to get old. I mean, that's a privilege. Is you know, I mean, I'll, I'll be the same motherfucker talking all the shit I talk, and I'll get away with so much more of it too because they'll be like, "He's old," you know. We can just he's set in his ways, <laughs> you know. Um. So, yeah, that that shit like that shit was crazy, and then it was like. Uh, the one nurse had said something like, well, maybe you can get out tomorrow or whatever. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, that shit sounds crazy because I got the surgery on Tuesday. And the one said something about, uh, yeah, like maybe tomorrow. Because she, she goes like, are you spending the night? And I'm like, wait a minute. That's not on the fucking table, right, that I can get the surgery and go home. Like, that. And she's like, no, I wouldn't think so. I would think you'd spend the night and then... uh and she's like, it may be tomorrow, or, and I'm like, or Thursday, and I'm like, wait a minute. Because initially they told me two to three days in the hospital, and I'm like, so that's where my mind was. If you tell me two to three days, it's said the same shit with shipping, you know? If you tell me fucking uh, three to five days shipping, and it winds up 14, I'm pissed off. If you told me it's two weeks shipping, then I'm not too mad about it, you know what I mean? Don't tell me it's going to be three to five if three to five ain't on the fucking table, so... Had this little thing in the back of my mind. I wasn't too confident because she was the only one that said it. But I had this little thing in the back of my mind, like, can I go home on Wednesday type shit throughout Wednesday? But obviously, you see that window closing pretty quick because nothing is, is turning in that direction. 
Come fucking Thursday, I was so fucking ready to leave. Like, I woke up in the morning, like, sick of this shit. They're like, brought you breakfast. I'm like, keep it going home. And uh, I ate, like, the, the dry cornflakes just, like, just in my hand and shit. Just, like, ate them. Um, but I was like, fuck all that. I'm not, I'm not getting into this shit. Um, and then by the time I left, it was like midday. They were, they were bringing me lunch and I told them to keep that shit too. Um, cause I was like, I'm fucking, nah, I'm leaving. Every time motherfucker came in that day, they're like, is there anything I can get you? I was like, I want to go home. And they're like, I know, I know. Well, you know, the fucking process here, get me the fuck out. Cause I was by then I was I was rolling, you know. They had taken the like, like everything came together that be, like that morning kind of thing. I think was it that morning or maybe when? Hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking Thursday morning. I'm trying. It all blended together because it was like you didn't see the outside. You really know when it was light and dark and. There was, like, an old-school clock in front of you, and I didn't even turn the TV on once. I heard Junior's TV throughout, but I didn't turn the TV on once because I didn't, I just, I don't know. I wasn't into fucking watching the old rerun bullshit on TV. I was, I was staring at my phone the whole time if I was up and comfortable at all, but a lot of times I wasn't comfortable. So, um, yeah, I just didn't, you know, so the concept of time was, was weird, but... Like I said, they t- they took the catheter out, so then I was able to actually start, like, trying to fucking go for myself, which, that was the other thing, is, like, they're like, yeah, like, well, here's food, and I'm like, I hear, but I haven't gotten up out of this bed yet, and we don't have, like, a situation here, you know what I mean? We don't have, like, I got this fucking gown and shit where your ass sticks out, and, like, if if I eat this food and I got a shit, it's it's fucking it's a wrap, and I like that that's embarrassing as shit. So I'm not literally, and I'm not looking to do that. So I'm trying to like kind of withstand a little bit. And then uh, once the catheter thing was out, and I was like, now I can go to the bathroom. I was able to get things going in all facets, and like, okay, now I'm. Now I'm more comfortable, and I, then I kicked more in on the eating and, the, you know, all of that. But, yeah, like, it, it's it's a rough process. So once once that was out, everything started to move forward. Um, it's, you know, it, it's just everything about it is awkward. Um, then they finally told me, okay, you're going to go home, and uh, I can't lift 10 pounds for two months. Um, on disability, so I'm out of work, obviously, for that same two months. It'll be probably around Christmas when I get back to work, but I've been telling my family and everything, yeah, I'm going to be dancing to Christmas music and every fucking thing this year. I, if I get to be back to my fucking self right around Christmas, I'm going to be a fucking, I, I'm going to be a, a fucking Christmas miracle. <laughs> I'm going to be running around like a fucking retard. But, um... Yeah, man. I'm just happy to be here. Um, You know, I know this isn't necessarily over as far as the fight and the journey through this shit. I don't know anything as far as needing chemo or anything like that. It really depends on if there's spread. If there's no signs of any cancer anywhere else in my body, there's no no reason for it. Um, They're generally trying to fight an active cancer that they can't fully remove with chemo. So, um, 
they haven't they haven't confirmed me needing chemo or anything yet. But again, I have an appointment on Wednesday. I'm sure I'll hear a lot more from him about the ins and outs of this. Uh, I know they wanted to do an endoscopy on my stomach at some point, but I'm imagining they'd want me healed a little bit from this. Um, just to double check on something because there was a thickening of the walls of my stomach. Uh, but they said it could be contributed from what I was already dealing with and my stomach trying to compensate for what was going on there. But uh, not sure until you really look into it. But again, the lymph nodes were, were looking good. No obvious signs there. And um, yeah, that, that's pretty much all I got as far as the, um, the diagnosis, the where I'm at everything like that and um yeah i've just been fucking chilling out watching uh fucking all sorts of tvs and, and um playing overwatch overwatch 2 i haven't played shooting games in a long time um i just became really really bad at them because i don't have time you know i work six days a week and you get home for a couple hours a night if you sit down and play video games for an hour or something that's a lot and Yo, like, I'm not getting fucking mauled by somebody who's been playing it for eight hours in my one fucking free hour. You know, that shit isn't fun at all. So, um, when you're getting killed more than you're doing any killing, it just becomes like, this is fucking ridiculous. I'm I'm not spending my free time like this, you know? Like, you know, if you're playing Madden, like, I'm not a big quitting guy, you know? Like, I'll battle and shit. We'll have a long battle, even if I'm, like losing the whole game as long as it's reasonable someone starts blowing me out i'm not spending the next fucking half hour of my fucking life losing by fucking three touchdowns yeah i mean it, I, I try to turn the tide try to turn the tide shit starts turning back your way again like bro that's it's another half hour of my free time for you to just continue to bludgeon me to death on this not I'll, I'll give you your win i'm not one of these you know trying to cop out on a fucking you know you get to concede win and uh, I don't, I, I don't, the other thing I don't understand about that is why do people offer you a friendly quit? I ain't your fucking friend, and you're only doing this shit because I'm beating the shit out of you. If you were beating the shit out of me, you would offer me a friendly quit? I ain't your fucking friend, bro. What are you talking about? You know? So, fuck all that. But, uh, yeah, we played some, some Madden, uh, but a lot of Overwatch because it's a dope game. Um, my oldest daughter, Mary Jane, put me onto it. And, um, yeah, it's dope because there's like, a ton of different characters and different classes. All the characters do different shit. And the cool thing about it is, like, you know, like, if someone's been playing a while, they have all these dope guns, and they just, they'll fuck you up. It'll take you three years to get the guns they got. Some of them shits are bought. You know, you know, you actually got to pay real money to fucking, like, have a bulked-up character. In this game, everybody's the same. The only difference is, uh, um like outfits you can get new outfits and shit and you can pay for outfits and earn outfits and all that shit and, and like different like uh you know catchphrases and shit like this but not not really anything gameplay wise so there's going to be people who are better than you but you're still on somewhat of an even playing ground um they allow they allow cross play so you can play against people with xbox or computer but once you get into competitive play, which I'm not quite up to yet, but um, I didn't unlock that yet. Um, I need more wins. But um, once you get to competitive play, they don't allow PC cross-play because they know PC motherfuckers be scheming and, and uh, putting hacks in and shit. So you're still on the even playing ground when it comes to competitive play. 
So, um, yeah, and it's free. That's the other thing. It's free, so you can just download that shit on, like, the PlayStation Store and just play the fuck out of it. And, you know, I mean, it, at some point, maybe they'll they'll put an update in that costs you money or, or something. But for now, like, I just played fucking a lot of hours of this shit free, and it's, it's dope as fuck. So... I imagine over the next two months I'm going to get pretty good at that game. I'm not good yet, but I've had a couple decent little matches in there. Um, but that's been fun, and I said just fucking sitting around and, and just enjoying being alive and, you know, watching my football. Yesterday wasn't a great day for me uh, as far as my Niners go. That was rough, man. We got too many hurt on defense. There's just way too many injured on defense right now. Um, uh Emmanuel Mosley tore his ACL last week. That's one one half of our, our DBs right there. You know, our, our two main DBs were Emmanuel Mosley and uh, Mooney Ward. And Mooney, he fucking went out during this game. Mosley tore his fucking ACL last week. Uh, Mosley's been an absolute fucking lockdown corner, and Ward has been, like, legendary. Fucking lockdown. Like, he has been – his stats are really at the top cornerbacks in the NFL right now. And he he was really getting, like, fired up and, and turning his fucking game up big time. And he went out with, like, a groin injury. So, I think he'll be back, you know, before too, too long. But that's hard because they do a lot of cutting and moving and running backwards and all that shit. And, you know, I mean, it's one of those injuries. But Nick Bosa's out with a groin injury. Um Fucking uh, Kinlaw. Kinlaw's out on uh, IR again. And, you know, the thing is, I think Grant Cohn's a dickhead, that little reporter that he turned up on. But this is why I thought that was a bad look to, to begin with, because he, he looked like a fucking fool. He looked like just, just, you know, a street cat. He didn't look like a millionaire. He looked like a street cat. And, you know, when the next thing you do is you go out, and you get hurt again within three fucking games. Well, then the people you were bulking up on were right. You can go get mad at motherfuckers, but you might as well just gear yourself up to be mad about street shit because that's where you're going to be again. You know, you you can't keep getting fucking hurt in the NFL and then getting mad at people that say that you're always hurt. Like, and then get real, like, irrational and illogical about shit. You know, that's it's just not, just not going to work. You got to prove them wrong. Prove them wrong and then fucking go on an interview and be like, hey, remember last year when you said I was a bust? Yeah, I'm defense, defensive player of the year, so um, I just want to give you a shout-out before anybody. And, uh, you know, some shit like that. You want to be petty, be petty, but prove your motherfucking self before you say a fucking thing about it, you know? He came out in fucking preseason before he even entered his season talking this wild shit to dude because he said he's a bust because all he does is get hurt. Well, three games later, he got hurt again. He came back looking fantastic, got hurt. So I can't imagine that we, we keep fucking playing with this guy. I know he's not going to get a an extended contract. I think he's probably still on his rookie contract. So he's he's not going to get some, some big number. He's going to be playing at rookie numbers again. I don't know. But um, Armstead was out. Uh I think Hufungo went out early in the game, and he's been like a fucking star star for us. So we've had like so many injuries, and, you know, a lot of shit just didn't go our way. 
you know. Um, Mariota is not a bad quarterback. He's really not. And um, if your defense isn't ready and you got like patched together, you know, squad that was so so tight before they got hurt, well, you know, it's going to leave a lot of opportunities open, and that's what happened. You know, Jimmy's not you know, a game breaker where he's just going to, you know, throw a bunch of fucking 60, 70 yard touchdowns and shit. He'll get some plays in and shit, but defense is going to have to keep that number low so he can beat him. And, you know, once we get a roll going, once we get our running game a little bit more solid, we get Trent Williams back on the field. You know, we're, we're out there playing without the best fucking lineman in the league. We, you know, Trent Williams top-ranked lineman in the entire fucking league, offensive lineman. So when that guy's not protecting your quarterback, you can't imagine that it's not a a fucking a problem. If you're lucky enough to have the best offensive lineman in the league, I mean, yeah, your game's going to be a little bit different without that guy, I think. So I think our team could do nothing but get better based on a lot of what we have coming back. You know, and a lot of what we've shown up until this point. We got Kansas City next week. That's not going to be an easy fucking game. You know? Patrick Mahomes is a fucking magician. I mean, the, the dude is... He was doing some Tecmo Bowl shit yesterday. Like, running circles. Like, literally running circles in the backfield looking for a guy open. Almost almost made that shit happen. It's fucking crazy. And, um... But, you know, I won two parlays yesterday, so... You know, betting day didn't go bad. Uh, if the fucking, uh, if the Cowboys would have hit that field goal at the end of the game, I would have still had another third parlay alive right now. You know, so that killed that last one that I had alive. But I, like I said, I won two. You know, I put $50 in at the beginning of the day. My account was like 145 when I came out at the end of the day. So... I haven't put money. Well, last week I put money in, uh, and then uh, or no, no, this week was the first week I had to put money in since the week one. Yeah, since week one, this is the first week I've had to put money in because I've been winning a parlay every week until this last week I didn't win any. Um, so I put fifty in. I had like ten left in there, and then I. Uh, so I had 60 to work with, and then came out, like I said, 140. So I just banked 80. I have 60 to play with next week. And then I win another parlay. I keep it going, you know. So, yeah, I'm having a good time with it. And like I said, um, I'm making the best out of what I got here, um, which, you know, there's not a lot to do. More than anything, this shit is lonely. You know, if anybody on motherfuckers want to talk football or any kind of other bullshit, I'm just fucking here. I'm just out here fucking 24 hours a day in my fucking house chilling. Went, actually left the house for the first time yesterday and um, got a couple new fish. And uh, a little dope-ass liar tail mollies and shit. They're pretty dope. These long little, like, fork tails and shit. Um, But, yeah, I got got some of those. Stopped at uh, ShopRite. And that, that was my big out-of-the-house trip. But outside of that, I'm just fucking chilling. And um, I'm going to try to do more of these uh, over time. And, uh, you know, see what we do there. And, uh, yeah, I think that that's about all I got. 
with what I've been up to, what the fuck I've been through, and um, like I said, I, I'm just trying to fucking hold shit together, continue to just battle, do whatever I gotta fucking do here. Um, you know, it's gonna be a long road to. This other thing is, is like, you know, obviously, I was a very physical dude, and I've always been physical, and as years have gone on, I've, I've just gotten more physical and strong, and, you know, it's part of who I am. I got a whole fucking gym in the other room that I can't do a fucking thing with. But the thing is, is like, my determination coming out of this thing is going to be even bigger than it was before, which was fucking crazy, because my, my drive has always been real, real strong. So when I fucking turn this shit here up and, and, you know, anything, you know, muscular-wise or anything I've accomplished up until this point is something I accomplished. So taking it away from myself, like, I'm still the guy that gave it, you know what I mean? I'm still the guy that put in the fucking work to do whatever I did the first time around. You know, my goal next summer, I'm already signed up for that savage race that I couldn't do because I got covid which prevented me from getting the colonoscopy a month earlier and blah, blah, blah. But I'm already signed up for that shit in next August. So as far as I'm concerned, I it's go time as soon as I get the fucking green light. You know, whatever it is, December, fucking January, whenever I could actually fully train, train, or train a little bit. As soon as I get to train a little bit, that's where it's starting. And and I'm just going to keep pushing. And... It's my goal to be who the fuck I was and even better by a lot, you know, because your fucking time is limited. And if you think you can go fucking half speed because you plan on turning it up later, motherfucker, you you don't know shit about later. You don't have any control over fucking later. You got control over right now. Right fucking now you got control over what you want to do. So if you go do some shit, do that shit to the fucking fullest because... You you would think, oh, I'll, I'll try it out this time, but then next time I'll really try it. Oh, okay, well, fuck, man. That's some arrogant shit. Cause you don't know next time is a fucking thing. You know, it's, uh, everything gets real, real surreal. You know, it just gets, like, you see life from a different perspective, and it's just where I'm at right now, you know? There's part of it that's scary. There's part of it that's beautiful. You can look at it and be like, yo, this is, wow, like, really opens your fucking world up, you know? But, yeah, man, hit me up. I fucking, uh, you know, hear me talk shit about stuff. Uh, I'm sure that'll be on on the next uh, episode and, and going forward and all this. I, I can tell you a little spoiler thing kind of situation. I, uh... I watched the GCW show because it was on Saturday, and I, I was just like, um, I don't really have anything to, like, like big shit to drop, so I might as well just talk this little tiny piece of wrestling, you know, wrap it up after that. But um watched the, the Gage Mock show um, on Saturday because I, I was just like, well, fuck it. Like, I don't have anywhere to go. I can't fucking really leave the bed. So this will be like my thing. I got home on Thursday from the surgery and Saturday was that. So I was like, okay, I'll do this this night. And then Sunday I'll watch my football. And and I just, it's not for me anymore. It's just, it's really not. There were some things that were good, but like, I just, I've seen too much of it. You know, like Deppin and Yamato was great, but like, I, I just, it's not that much different than this guy versus that guy. You know, there's there's those hard-hitting, 
fast-moving, Kenta-like guys that these guys fall into categories with, but I've seen Kenta Loki. I've seen, you know what I mean? Like th- these type of things uh, of Bushi and, and Kenta. And I, I mean, I've seen so much of these things that it, this, this no longer jumps to me. It just doesn't jump out. It just looks like more of the same, more of the same, more of the same. Every once in a while you see some, oh, look at that. And then just more of the same, more of the same. Cause it's just all been done to death. And I think, like I said, age wise, I've just, just grown out of it um so i understand why a lot of people like what they like about it because i used to um but it's just it's just not for me and then when it comes to the actual main event gage is terrible now i, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks or says about that, that he's got enough fans he doesn't fucking need me um but uh gage is not a good wrestler anymore he doesn't do a tenth of the shit he used to do uh, he was in the gym with Jordan Oliver, and the result of that is 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 not picking a guy up that much, I guess. So you do a lot of picking weights up and a lot of picking weights up to really just kind of do a lot of hack and slash carving, dumb bullshit. Where it's not it's not the gauge I used to fucking watch that was doing, uh, you know, belly belly suplexes and fucking side suplexes and all sorts of just the wild shit. You know the the fucking um, fall away slam on the top rope shit, you know, the, I mean, fucking brain busters, and, you know, like, he he was a wrestler, he was a hardcore, before deathmatch, he was a hardcore wrestler, and then he was a deathmatch wrestler, but the hardcore Nick, to me, was more vicious than deathmatch Nick. Deathmatch Nick, I think, had to pump his brakes a little bit. And there was a lot of times that he didn't. Then he was still fucking outright fucking brutal. But look, I mean, you know, Nick working at his pace, doing the deathmatch shit, he thought I should land him in a helicopter dead, you know, where he had to revive him and all that. But the pace that he would work at as like in a fucking tables match or a fucking TLC involved shit, you know, just normal CZW rules, uh, gauging hatred versus the back seats, shit like that. The fucking intensity, the fucking fire in this dude, like he would just rip your fucking face off. And you just didn't think for one second that he liked any of the people he was wrestling. Now it's all a fucking handshake and fucking pat on the back. And and half of the fucking, not even, no sign of intensity. Just no in, sign of intensity at all. Just like fucking self-cheerleader, which he did that shit before. And that was one of the only things that always annoyed me about it. Like, why do I need to fucking tell you who's the man before you start wrestling? Like, let's fucking go, bro. You know people are going to be screaming for your fucking, everything you're doing by the end of this match. Let's just get it ripping, you know what I mean? Like. I've always hated that thing where the wrestlers act like, we need the fans to be loud to be good at our jobs. Well, then you're not good at your job. Get get, get the fucking work and make the fans fucking react. That's that's your actual job. Your job isn't, you know, it's like if you went to the fucking store and you're like, I just want to ring my shit up real quick so I can leave. And the cashier's like, I'm going to need you to cheer me on before I go ring your shit up. What the, what? Yeah, I mean, I need encouragement if I'm going to do the best job I could do today. It's like, you better get the fucking work. Yeah, I mean, what kind of shit is this? So I never really liked that. I understand that the cheering uh, energizes you, but also 
the cheering should be for a reason, not just because you showed up. Like, I mean, I don't know. After a while, I guess you get that popular based on your performances, but, you know, if they're not doing it already, that's your cue to do something. That's your cue to do whatever it is that would make them clap for you. You know what I mean? Not just telling them to clap for you. But um, anyway, um, but he just does a bunch of that shit now. Where's my fan? Where's my gang? Where's my MDK? Yeah, all fucking day. And, and like, and the other thing is, I've always been bothered by this this spot, but more so now because I'm just annoyed with the whole thing. But when somebody is carving, quote unquote, carving somebody with a sharp object. When they press the wrong side of the fucking sharp object against the guy's head, I just, like, just throw it in the fucking garbage and go home. You know goddamn well the side of the fucking pizza cutter is not the way to cut the fucking thing. If you did that with your pizza, someone would be like, take the fucking pizza cutter from him. He's smushing the pizza. Go get it from him. Nick's smushing the pizza again. Get it. Get it out of his fucking. He's going to ruin the full fucking pizza. Get it. Just, Just get it from him. Nick, just go sit down. I'll get you your own slice. It's all right, buddy. No, it's no, it's okay. It's all right. We'll get you your slice. Just sit. Well, you want two? Okay, no problem, man. Oh, you want the one with the bubble? Okay, we'll get you that one. All right. You know, it's just I've seen that shit for years with the fucking fork where they stick the, the back end of the fork mushed down on top of the guy's head, and it's like clearly the tip of it. The, the, there's, I don't know at what point in this match you took a bump or you forgot what the sharp end was, but when you're blatantly mushing it in, like, the camera, put him up against the ropes and smush him with the wrong end of the sharp thing, that'll show him. What the fuck are you, I, I just, I don't know. I just, it's one of those things where it's like, I understand you can't just, like, cut into the fucking guy's head, but that's why some weapons shouldn't be used as much. There's times he went fucking crazy with that pizza cutter, and he really sliced people open bad. And... Yeah, that's not what you're supposed to do, but you're supposed to look like that's what you're doing. So when you abandon that, on one end, you, you slice low-life Louie's fucking head wide open and on where they had to stop the match, and then now you're mushing the side of it into Mox's head. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't I don't really understand. Or I'm mushing it into the guy's mouth where I would clearly cut his tongue off if I was trying, and I look like I'm putting all of my strength into it as he's screaming you know it's just some of the shit like it's it relies on me dumbing myself down to be like oh look at him cutting his mouth up and it's get get out of here man just stop doing this shit that i'm not i'm not saying like really cut his tongue off you pussy Uh, i'm just saying like don't even do it if it's going to be insulting when i watch it where i have to go like boy if he turned that pizza cutter you you just watch out. I don't know why he's not, but the minute he uses it the right way, this guy's dead. Like, okay. I don't know. I just think he sucks. Uh, then they had uh, interference come in because, you know, this guy's been in the fucking gym for months and months and months building back to a fucking career versus title fucking match. So they have Lance Archer, I think his name. He comes in. And and throws a mox through a, a pane of glass or something. With uh, Stokely Hathaway as his manager, which I don't think has any fucking connection with Nick Gage or anything. So it's like, 
you're giving Gage the title back, but then you're creating this little side angle thing with Moxley, but no one gives a fuck about anything except for Mox and Gage. There's nothing about that other dude that's over to the, the extent of Mox and Gage. And you got them come in to do the fucking thing, and now Gage is standing there because Gage doesn't get the win with that, and then he hits a couple moves. Uh, lackluster fucking half-assed versions of what he used to do. And then he he gets the fucking win over Mox. So, all right. That's cool. That That's the whole thing. And I just, like, again, I, I, I'm just not with it. I'm just not, it's not for me. So enjoy everybody. I, I, uh, I, I watch, you know, things that become like convenient to me, but it's become less and less convenient. Cause even when that, like that had more convenience to it than ever. I, I was like, fuck it. I'll just start at $15 or whatever it is at fight TV and then just lay on my fucking bed and, and watch this shit. And, um, yeah, it just, eh. it's not for me anymore. But, um, yeah, so uh, that's that. But either way, uh, there's a lot out there for me, and that's 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 the important thing. There's always something out there. It, it doesn't have to be fucking wrestling. It doesn't have to be this or that. You lose interest in it. You lose interest in it. It is what it is. But um, yeah. So I think that's all I got, and I'll talk to you motherfuckers soon. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's rain again. Hard as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and uh shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you... Good. Like Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people, and I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Jews are just radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness.